0: Happy Wednesday to the 14 people watching this. Oh, 13. We just dropped it. I think he found out that Joe Cook wasn't here. He has luchador practice tonight, so he won't be joining us. I'm here with Justin Wells, and we're just talking absolute nonsense. We're going to have Eric join us a little bit later. He's currently on with a source. Guys, this is the opportunity to get that inside information that you just can't get anywhere. For example, how long have you been growing that beer, Justin?
1: Good question. Probably it's about a month. great question.
0: It's Pro- it's the, not
1: because you know here's the thing. I try to keep it trim because once uh-huh. it gets to a certain length, it's just unkept. And I right. and, and so I I am a little I'm a little jealous because you know you you can pull that off. I bet in a week. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to keep mine trimmed up, but yeah. you know I, I probably I think the last time I shaved full on was probably a month ago, and so I just try to keep it short and clean and kept.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, and to answer Geronimo's question, uh, the only w- way that I'm allowed to do this or keep this going, these aren't energy drinks, Patrick. All right. We're going to get into that here in a second. Yeah, I'll learn You know exactly what these are. The only way that I can absolutely keep this going is if I just never shave it ever. Yeah. I can't I can't, it has to, because there's just like this prepubescent thing I've got going on. Yours at least has some dignity and some gravitas in the sense that you've got, you know, some white hairs in there. Ugh, it's just absolutely
1: unfortunate. But here's the thing. I don't care about the grays or losing hair, which I'm not losing my hair yet. I'm sure that'll be, it, it's coming.
0: Uh, You're going to care about that.
1: I don't. So many guys care about that. I don't. Now I'm 46. So uh-huh. maybe, maybe this is a little, you know, early, but you know what, let's look, let's, you know, I'm here to party. So let's, I know
0: we all understand that the Mm -hmm. problem that you and I have, Justin is we have narrow heads. Okay. We don't, you and I would not do bald. Well, the only reason I grow this out is to make, to give my head a decent, otherwise it's just like a pencil head. Don't, you know what? You made a great point. You made
1: a great point. I, I don't have the, 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 If I let my hair grow out like that, man, it takes it it to do it a little bit. But I just like it kept in in, in the Uh face. I'm just, I'm old school.
0: When you're not wearing a hat, do you have a lot of tattooed bald men just yell, Semper at you? You know, uh, not anymore. Uh Uh,
1: They they used to. They used to. uh, But they they finally stopped uh, after a while. I think the gray threw them off. Like I was older and distinguished. Like maybe it was an officer or something uh but now no, no military here my grandfather always I was raised by my grandparents and they uh-huh. they just always always thought keep your hair short keep your yeah, hair, hair short, short. I, went to the, I went to the barber man it was like oh, get, yeah. in the summer get it buzzed you know in, in the winter trim it up
0: and so I've just kept it short gotta yeah, yeah you can't do those clippers you just gotta have the clippers or oh oh god sorry we have a dignified person joining us I apologize to the people in the chat oh hey Eric good to see you uh we're just talking ball. Uh you uh, so national champions. That's where we're at. Uh, what are your thoughts on that?
2: Uh national champions, huh? Basketball, football?
0: Uh, we not uh, basketball. It's pickleball, but that's fine. We uh, we're we're expanding our repertoire. Quidditch, get to Quidditch would be nice. Texas ball. has won that before. <laughs> I think so. So I just understand that you were you were on with a, a hot source from the cable company. Are you going to up your package or what did you decide to do?
2: No, that was a that was that was a football source. This this channel, oh. of course,
0: will benefit from that eventually once I put all those notes together.
2: But I got off as quick as I could, so I, I hate being tardy. I didn't want to leave Justin stranded with
0: you too long. So, well, I got to tell you, we got a lot done. There was there was uh, there was a lot. A lot of these co- Let happened. me go
2: through these comments, and see what I'm missing. Last, you know
0: time. what? You don't need to do that. That's, uh-huh. not, that's not necessary. Oh, great! We no, were, the great, we were the great looks on good. task. We were, we were doing what we we're paid to do. Uh, if presumably I'll get paid sometime, but that's that's what's happening. It's it's totally it's totally up. To, so, guys, let's just jump in the chat. And any, uh, let's do a super chat. So, $500 guarantees that your question will be uh, answered. Eric being tardy to the party. That's right. Thank you. Hey, okay. I might he have to leave on a early shirt. Season. Oh, now
2: you got to leave early. I might have to leave early. i have I've been trying to get this kid on the phone for a week and a half, and he's like, "Oh, I'll call tonight at seven 30. I was like, "I can't do seven thirty because I've got a video," but um, seven forty-five. You
1: know, you know, I got. You can take it, Eric. I know who you're talking about. That's more important. You I, know. Can take it. That's yeah, good,
2: I know. That's a good. That's a good. That's a good. Got to feed the Jason. beast, man. I got to feed the beast. Yeah. There you
1: go.
0: Justin, how do you feel? And this is a this is a sensitive subject how do you feel about Sarkeesian making 10 million dollars and here let me let me let me bring this up because i was reading i'm reading a book right now i i do that just, and they were they were going over the average compensation for division 1 head football coaches in 2011 okay do you want to guess what the median was in 2011 2.5 close 1.47 that's not close. You weren't a math major. No, no, I wasn't a math major. <laughs> but I'm saying it's close percentage-wise when you consider that there are, there are people that are 10 million now. The so yeah. Mac Mac was making 5.1. Sabin was making less at 4.8. Stoops was making 4 million. Meyer was making 4 million. And then you've got Chizik, phenomenally, was making three and a half. And Will Muschamp at Florida was 3.2. So we have now got, we've jumped up almost, I mean, what, 50%, 100% in some cases. Like, do you feel like this is appropriate? I think I think you should be making that much money.
1: Yeah. On one hand, I should be making that much money. On the other hand, someone ha- would have to think that that's legit to pay Yeah, me I wish if, J- if
2: Justin was creating $10 million worth of value, oh my Lord, I would love that. I would definitely pay it. <laughs>
1: yeah. Here's the thing. I think it's a, it's, a, it's appropriate for the climate we're in right now. Like, I knew – we knew Sark was going to get an extension. We knew he was going to get a big bump. I didn't know – I didn't exactly think it was going to be doubled. But, you know, you can't go into the SEC with what? What was it, the eighth or ninth or tenth highest paid head coach and still have that status about being Texas about you. You can't right. do that. was well, so the what timing we? was perfect.
2: What oh, were the TV you? deals? What were the TV deals t- in 2011? That's what you have to
0: look at. So as oh, long, as well, the, it's yeah. true. The, the biggest TV deal going on right there was for the Pac-12. So that was the big thing that blew oh, tells you up. You all you need to know, right there. Yeah, that tells you everything you need to know. That was a, was a quality yeah. investment. And hey,
2: look, th- as long as the players are taken care of, which NIL is designed to do uh, in a way that is market friendly, NIL where the money's coming straight from the schools is not uh, a fungible idea. At least at this point, the way it's structured, because you have to pay for all these other sports that don't create revenue Uh football coaches create significant revenue, but so do the players. So they have to figure out a way for the players to, to monetize as well, which is that's, that's where the, the chaotic stage that we're in. Uh It's trending in that direction, but I wouldn't want to put a, I wouldn't want to put a, a cap on Bijan Robinson. Same way. I wouldn't want to put a cap on a, on a coach or anybody else. Cause I wouldn't want that put on me.
0: Well, no, I totally get that. But at the same time, we're trying to figure out some sort of regulatory system. Right. And I I'm with you. I'm, I am a hundred percent with you. The problem with that is, what are we going to do when, when we're in a, a situation where, is it literally just going to be the few schools that pay for whatever they want, and then we we minimize it down? I mean, what is the point? C-
2: Kansas point? just gave Kansas just gave Lance Leipold seven million. That's Kansas. Right.
0: That's not a football coach, not a basketball coach. So that's a good point. So to answer your question, Kalen DeBoer is making around. His buyout money is around twelve million. Twelve million in buyout money, and he's averaging. I think it's like ten point something million. So he's he's around he's around Sark right now. Just a, just a national runner
2: up. I mean, you know, and it, it was never going to be cheap to replace uh, Saban, especially with what they were aiming. They were aiming for Sark landing into Boer, so they had to pay. You know, it's not. Is he worth it? It's it's what's it it's what's it going to cost to get the guy to move from a stable situation? There's a there's a premium. It's gonna the cost goes up to get somebody out of a stable situation. No, that I that was totally his
1: market. He he oh, he, no. he and he cornered it in in a in a weird way. He cornered it at the right time. And and let me tell you, he was gonna get paid anyway. But when Nick when right. when Nick left Tuscaloosa, <laughs> CDC's bat signal went off. It's like, uh, all right, let's get this done now.
0: Yeah, he, uh, F- Saban retiring got a lot of people paid. That was a really that Jimmy was oh yeah absolutely do we at moving forward with well actually i don't want to get into that because that could uh, get us in trouble so we're not going to get in trouble let's talk about uh let's talk about spring ball because that's happening real soon uh two months what during this period of time eric three weeks Three weeks. Oh God, is it really three weeks? Yeah, you're gonna have a week next
2: week. Uh, they'll, you know, consider uh, they'll continue workouts. Then they'll have spring break, and then they they start practice right after spring break. So it's oh, that coming good. up. That is thankfully, lovely. mercifully,
1: thankfully. Right?
0: Is this? You were talking about something on the board the other day about this, this this idea of, you know, the crazy period starting app. What can you expand on that a little bit? Well, I mean, recruiting's about to pick back up. Uh, I think on
2: March fourth, uh, players or our prospects are allowed to go visit campuses. So it's it's called the quiet period. We're in the dead period right now, where coaches can't visit high schools and and high school players can't visit campuses. But now that's why we're you know we keep um, yes, that is a, a Whataburger shirt. See that? I haven't had Whataburger in like three years, but you know I like the shirt. It Feels good You're on my such skin. Such a liar. <laughs> no, I swear I haven't. Maybe I I can't maybe a taquito you know freaking one in the morning or something but haven't I'd had a. Say we've night.
1: gone through the drive through a few times at <laughs> the late at night. Yeah, right,
2: there's a there's a ridiculous dive bar right down the street from us that has the best burgers around. So I, I just I just stay there. But oh man, so we're going back into the uh, live period uh, where our, our quiet period where prospects are allowed to visit campuses, and that's why we were comp- uh, compiling a master list at inside Texas. We're updating it daily. There's probably over 40 or 50 visits listed right now between March and the spring game. Um, and so you're going to have a lot of campus activity. You can have a lot of kids doing seven on seven stuff. Um, track meets track meets are, are a great time for college football recruiting because you have access to kids. In a, in a in a like a, it, it's an environment where they're comfortable, they're, they're relaxed, uh, except for when they're getting ready to compete. Um, so yeah, I, I love this time of year. February is the worst, but March, March is good. And the, the gears change each time. So we're about to hit second gear in March and then April's going to pick up, uh, spring game visits. And then may the coaches can get on the road, actually in April 15th, the coaches get on the road and go evaluate high schools again. And that's a fun period for recruiting fans. And then, you know, June's ridiculous and July's,
0: you know, madness with, the uh, with, the uh, guys making announcements. Justin, what are your feelings about Jonte?
1: <laughs> yeah. Good to see you, T-Boy. Always a pleasure. Glad, you, glad you're glad you hanging out with us tonight. Um, my feelings about Jonte haven't changed. I, I think he's a phenomenal young football player. I think he's a phenomenal young man. Um, the kid's got utmost upside. He's got a real good mindset. He, he He came into college ready to play football. He came in knowing if he does this and he does that, he can accomplish what he wants to accomplish. Very focused kid. Uh, really good route runner, really good hands. I'm eager to see them rely on him in 2024. I want to see him be a guy that catches four or five balls on a Saturday, because each time those catches, you get them, that confidence builds and builds. And then you really start to, that's when we're going to see Jonte take his game to the next level when he has that five or six catch game, because that's really when it's where it starts. And so but the beauty of Sark said, you know, we love John Tate, but we we, we we need more wide receivers in the room. So he went and brought in a whole new group of guys from Matthew Golden to Isaiah Bolden to Silas Bolden, uh, Isaiah Bond, rather. Um, so now jonte has got some competition, and I don't think he would have it any other way.
0: If you had one player that you were most excited about seeing in the spring, the spring game, who would that be? Me or Eric? Well, you know, it's an open question. I think this is a discussion format. We can just around. Jere Bledsoe.
2: I just keep hearing hearing great things about him. I heard an interesting tidbit this morning, or or, uh, right before the call, that he's up over 290, right around 300 pounds. Um, And so that tells me he's getting ready to skyrocket.
1: Mine would be – boy, that's a good question. Man, that's a really good question. I think I would probably go with Derek Williams okay this is his first spring in Austin this is his first time to where that he has that six month window to, to to cram the defense and to to narrow you know nail down a starting position or, or restart it essentially so I want to see if there's one guy I want to see burst because if Derek Williams is playing like we think he can play in that back end this defense is going to be good it's going to be different than 2023 yeah. but in a good way. Because what 2023 offered you, it it held back a few guys. And I think in 2024, we're going to see some blossoming from those guys. And so if if I had a guy, give me the Raptor. Uh, Let's go to Jurassic Park. I mean, there's there's only seven sequels, but there's only one
0: Derrick Williams. Wow. That's a good pick. What do we – so we've got the Combine starting up. Who are we – and I know we've written about this, so this isn't new. But who do we think from our Texas squad is just going to absolutely tear this up?
2: Well, I think they're all going to tear up individual um, events in, in different ways. You know, Worthy's going to run a fast 40. I can't wait to see what Byron Murphy throws up on 225 just as a pure novel curiosity. Uh, you know, hopefully he comes out in the old strongman unitard and just throws up 35 or something. <laughs> um, you know, the, you know they're, they're all going to interview well. They're all going to, you know, that's kind of coming out of the Sark's culture. They're going to do well in that aspect. Some better than others. Jalen Ford is going to kill it in that regard. Uh, Jalen Ford is going to kill it when they when they show when they take pictures of him in underwears. You know, you got the famous Tom Brady one looking like super dead. Um, but Jalen Ford is going to kill it in that regard. Byron Murphy is too. Adnan Mitchell. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to see how they how they perform, you know, but I, I want to see it into uh, something different from each one of them. You know, uh, Xavier Worthy has to demonstrate good hands. You know, I'm curious to see how fast uh Jordan Whittington runs. I think he's going to run a better 40 than people realize. Obviously, Ryan Watts needs to run a good 40. So, there's a lot of individual uh, curiosities attached to each of them. I'm
1: Definitely. curious what that scale is going to read when Tavondre Sweat steps onto it. Um, we know it's going to – we know it wouldn't have been great at the Senior Bowl, but since uh, our Charlie Williams went and hung out with him last week, I think it's going to look a lot better now. And so, so I'm curious sweats, sweat's weight because, I mean, he carries it so well. I mean, even, even if he's a little big, he just – his violent hands and, and his movement, it's just – it's tough. And so I I don't think he can get out of the second round without being drafted. Jatadian Sanders is the one guy I think could have a ten year starting career. He's the one guy in the right system. You know, give him take him with the Rams, for instance. I think that would be a, a great spot for him to to sort of play with Gerald Everett and, and be able to sort of you know get into the to the to the 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 pro style. Um, there's a lot of questions. Jonathan Brooks. This guy isn't going to be able to really work out until. He gets to to, to 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 a camp. Right. And so where does he go? Third, fourth round. Running backs aren't much of a priority in the draft anymore. I feel like he'll he'll get picked when there's a run on running backs, unlike a lot of other positions. There's a lot of questions, a lot of thoughts, and that's why we're talking about it every day at InsideTexas.com.
2: Adonai Mitchell should go in the first. I think teams are crazy to pass on him.
1: The Chiefs cut two receivers this week, and we had heard they love Adnai before – that happened. So, yeah. you know, if, it wouldn't if, be a bad prop bet if if a Mitchell or a Worthy Adnan Mitchell or Xavier Worthy wind up on a Kansas City. If roster. Mitchell
2: came back for another season, he would go as high as you know Malik Neighbors or Roma Dunze this year. This year, if he came back for one more, so for a team that can afford to draft that guy early and they don't need him immediately, maybe you know everybody needs him, but I mean, a team that can afford for that guy to develop a little bit, smart pick in the back back end of the first round.
0: Oh, yeah. I'd like to. Uh, let's. Uh, there's a couple things we want to talk about. Uh, let's see. Inside Texas is uh, is super. The only drag is LC, it's a bit too goofy and not football. I don't know what that word means. Uh, it's too much. That's fluff. Your aunt, Olga? She,
2: she said all the rest are tops, so that makes you a bottom, I think. Uh,
0: uh well, if we're gonna go there, I'm definitely <laughs> oh, man. He, he has I'm a sorry.
1: catcher pit personality.
0: Yeah, it's fine. It's it's not a big deal. I'm not even remotely upset about it all. But Brett Nelson has sent us an asking some marital advice. So this is, this is <laughs> you've come to the right place. I'm so the Brett, guy I ask. So Brett got away with naming his son after Colt McCoy okay. um, first. Presumably named him McCoy. And then he wants to try to name his next child Quinn. How are we going to pull this off, lads? Quinn's got to win the natty. Okay. Then it's almost a a
1: law, an unwritten rule, so to speak. Um, But then if he doesn't win a national championship, Brett's going to have, Brett's going to be, that's a hard negotiation. Names are tough, Eric. You know, Elsie, you know it. Names can be tough.
2: Yeah. You want something that's not super, super common unless you're doing it for a family reason or maybe biblical or something, you know, um, so, but I like Quinn. I mean, Quinn is a. I, it, it works for either either sex, I think. Um, so that's you have that going. So I, I really don't think she has an excuse. But here's what I you, you can't jeopardize this dual income that you've got working because we need we rely on the super chats. So don't
0: yep. do anything to distress the the dual incomes. That's a good point. I what about uh, a nice? So like, what what do we got? What's Brett's last name? Let's look at this. Nelson. Nelson. Quinn about, Nelson. Like, a nice Sadir. Wait, Quinn Nelson is a giant
2: offense. Uh, oh, is that Quentin Nelson?
1: Why don't you name, hey, Brett, William. And you know what to call him if his name's William and he lives in Texas.
2: Yeah, and if it's a girl, you can still braid the hair.
0: Oh, there you go. I don't know, Willie got away with braiding the hair. Man, Willie can do whatever he wants. There's a, that's a fair point. So Justin, this is a challenge specifically for you, but Eric, I'd love for you to chime in. You're not allowed to choose the original Jurassic Park. What is the greatest Jurassic Park movie? outside of the first Jurassic Park. This will fall into that fluff category. Olga was worried about earlier.
1: Jurassic World. Okay. Which was the first of the third series.
0: Yeah. With Chris oh, Pratt.
1: That one, that one to me. And I can't tell you about the other two because I haven't seen them. But <laughs> okay. Jurassic World was, I thought was a really good movie. My son is really into that stuff. He he went to a stage where he could tell you damn near every uh, dinosaur and um, he's kind of out of it now. So I've, I've lost my I lost touch. And apparently Chris Bennett, that's my boy right there. He's telling me they're, they're bringing out another Jurassic Park.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. This very exciting is, news. I got a mm-hmm. question for you, LC. In yep. this
1: industry, when yep. are we going to have original screenplays? When right. are we going to have stuff from the 80s where well, well, everything was original and everything was hidden and everything was wonderful and perfect? What happened?
0: Are you telling me you're not excited about Amazon streaming's remake of Roadhouse? That's not that's not getting the juices flowing wanna, for you.
1: I don't want to punch my laptop.
0: They're already doing
2: well. the uh what's the one with Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt where there's both yeah, Mrs. And Mrs. Smith. Mrs. Jones. Yeah, they're, or, yeah, Mr. Mrs. they're already Smith. redoing that. Um, it's terrible. But I uh Jurassic Park I don't do sci-fi I did read uh Michael I think that's Michael Crichton right Michael Clayton. Uh, yeah, yeah I read Andromeda Strain that he wrote that was a good book but that's a good book we should try to talk
0: some football so we can uh keep some viewers oh sorry 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 yeah well to be fair we've actually gone up since Olga slagged me off so I think we're doing pretty good what but, do we you
2: do you do catch a lot of strays I I don't know uh you have your defenders you're, you're the most uh they're the one that everybody
0: takes a hard stance
2: on there's no in between it seems
0: yeah, it's the same way in my house. I'm cool with it. I'm I'm pretty accustomed to the the way it works. The I most polarizing, it. the most polarizing host in the market.
1: Great, a great guacamole has a good has a good a uh, good question.
0: Oh yeah, there we go. Can we go I we only
1: the- say that because one, it's great guacamole, and two, I know the answer. I'm, go on I'm, then. Yeah, uh, Arch's real name is Archibald, and he's named after his grandfather Archibald, who is obviously called Archie, and so that's. It's uh, May Archibald and Hyde and Hyde will his little brother will uh, be uh, attending University of Texas next next fall.
0: What is what is just as a normal civilian? Yes.
1: Uh, Yes. Yes. He told me recently that he's going to retire from his athletic career so he can focus on what's important, you know, school, uh, homework, Other stuff
2: owning the Greek life that dude's going to have a better college experience than Arch. That guy,
0: that guy is that's a good setup.
1: He's the best. I was at the Manning Passing Academy two years ago, and he got you know, he's out there as a receiver. Lots of different guys, everybody has on an Academy shirt, a Manning Academy shirt, all of them except for Hyde. He has a Baywatch shirt on with Pamela Anderson and Nicole Eggert on the front, and I'm like. you're a champion. Agar
2: no. from Charles and Charge was legit. Oh, oh God,
1: yeah. dude! And I like the tall chick from Charles and Charge. They were all good. And Willie Ames. If I had a sidekick like Willie Ames, whew, inside Texas would be even better. All right, just,
0: we got we got a question.
2: This is I'm off sorry, court. I got
0: one right here. It, here it is. I'm, I'm just gonna give our call uh, So returners, we lost worthy. What, what? How are we doing this? How are we gonna move on? Well, kick returners got to be Matthew Golden. He's one of the best yeah. in the country. So they're actually going
2: to be better on kick returns than they were last year, and you can always put Jaden Blue back there if you want as well. Um, Punt returner, I think that's got it's going to be maybe Golden, maybe Bond. Uh, Jonte Cook is sensational at it, so I could see Jonte doing it.
1: I think Jonte is going to get some of the punting duties as well. Golden on kickoff is that's an upgrade that 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 makes Jeff Banks real happy.
2: They got Silas Bolden they could put back there at punt return too, probably the speed.
1: The speed that they brought in yeah. is ridiculous. Like, to yeah. me, that's the that's the story of the, of the wide receiver room slash special teams units.
2: Great guacamole. hide spe- is spelled H-E-I-D.
0: Don't, oh, know okay. Don't know the story behind that one. What are we – how are we viewing – because I understand that it's a very short period of time. We've got a small sample size. How are we feeling about Baker coming in? we feel pretty good about his work so far? Brandon I Baker Kenny Baker? Than we thought. Oh, sorry, sorry, coach.
1: Oh, Candy. I thought you meant Brandon Baker. Go ahead, Eric.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just too early. Everybody's freaking out because, you know, guys aren't jumping in. I, I think communication was a little lax when he first got uh, to Texas. Surprisingly, you know, some of the guys that we talked to hadn't talked to him yet. Um, some of the top targets, he has talked to Zion Williams a number of times, which I think is uh, key there. He went and saw... Uh Landon Rink early, which was interesting because I think A&M's leading for the legacy from uh Cy Falls. But I'm not fans tend to worry about stuff this time of year because they don't they need something to worry about. It gets them through. Um, but he's got a he's got a tough task ahead of him, uh recruiting, but he's also caught some tailwinds too, because the the state has plenty of options, a lot more than normal. Uh and also, you know, he's he feels pretty confident that he can open up the southeast given that uh his familiarity with the region. So far too early to worry about it, but it is the most important position in the class
0: bar none. Do we think that just transitioning a little bit back to the the wide receivers, do we, do we feel like Niblet and Moore, given all that we've brought in, do you reckon they're going to see much of the field? Yeah, it's a tough call because of how uh,
2: Sart, you know, tends to not, uh, not substitute his wide receivers quite as much, but Moore is definitely ready. There's without yes. a doubt, more, more Niblet and uh, Bond are the, Three fastest receivers on the team. Um, Niblet's oh, Niblet came in a little bit more raw. Kind of uh, played positionless football in high school, uh, but Moore's ready. He could play inside or outside. So whether or not Moore sees the field, that's going to be coach's decision. But I know that he's ready to see the field.
1: Yeah.
0: Do we? F- how do we feel about Kobe Black coming in? Is he going to make the two deep? Where Where are we on that? Uh, I'm not so sure because if you got you've
2: got Malik at one and and Terrence at the other, and then uh, Roberson and Gavin Holmes. Gavin Holmes has experience. Experience goes a long way. I do expect him to play the season. I don't know if he'll be on the. I doubt. I I don't think he'll be on the too deep to open the season. If you know the he'll be on the roster, of course, probably at boundary uh, corner. Uh, but I think he would be three. Maybe they put an or there. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of experience, and you know, um, I think uh, Warren Roberson is. Definitely on the on the come up uh, behind the scenes for sure.
1: The difference in him and, and Manny Muhammad was Manny came in and took a spot, like he just took a spot last year. Whereas Kobe's got two guys there that are that have been there for for a bit.
2: Well, Manny got so, Manny got help from Ryan Watts getting hurt. Uh, so I mean, big. obviously if uh, if there's injuries, but you know, Black, you know, I, I I I don't he'll play this year, but I don't think he'll be on the two deep. But
0: the year after that, he's going to be competing. He's going to be competing to start. He's going to have to. This is a a typically, well, not, this is an atypical live because obviously Joe's not here and it's been a little bit hectic. So we're going to go back to D-line and I want you to talk to me a little bit about Ethan Utley because we talked about Baker and those recruiting, his recruiting. How's, How's the recruitment of Utley going?
1: You know, it's, it's funny, you know, we, we talked to a few guys and they'd they say, oh, I've, I've met Coach Baker or I haven't talked to him yet. You talk to Ethan Utley and he's like, I love that guy. That guy's great. So we know that Coach Baker's out there kicking the tires. We know he's out there making contacts. You know, Ethan Utley dropped a, a top five, I want to say right after Christmas. And Texas had made it because of Bo Davis and because Texas was, had a pretty good little foundation. Bo Davis obviously heads to Baton Rouge. Kenny Baker went in, slid in, and, and has done pretty well uh, to the point where Utley's looking at a spring uh, spring game trip. I uh, wouldn't be surprised if he takes an official visit in June. Uh, he's got some big news coming up uh, in the next few days. I don't want to spoil anything, but um, it, he's got some big news coming up, and, and I think Texas is in a really good position there. Now, I think Tennessee might be the leader, the quiet leader in that. I know Michigan is, is trying to push here a little bit, but just the way Utley talked about Sark and talked about coach Baker and talked about how the program, the trajectory going into the sec. I hear that a lot, you know, going into the sec with a lot of momentum, um, at least a guy kind of proves Eric's point. You know, you, you can be, you don't have, there's so many guys for deep for D tackle in the 2025 cycle. If you miss on one or two guys, you can make up for it. And to me, Ethan Utley, you know, he's a four star. He's a guy that that's got some really good tape. Um, would I put him in the Zion Williams category? Probably not, but he'd be right underneath it. And I think he, he could be valuable. And so uh, Texas is building with him. It, you know, Sark and these guys don't push LC. They just don't. He, they play the long game. And as long as they continue that relationship, I think Sark has a good timer for when to push, when to push those buttons, especially like during official visit season. And so um, catching up with Utley recently, yeah, he, he really likes Texas. He thinks Kenny Baker's perfect for the job. And Let's just say he said all the right things.
0: Has that strategy changed at all, Eric? In terms of when to push, when to to hold back, with obviously all the changes that are happening in college football right now, have you seen Sark make any adjustment to that, or has he been pretty? I think they've been more
2: proactive in the way that they're scheduling their official visits well in advance. You know, Marcus Harris had an official visit planned in January. Um, you know, there's a number of guys that are starting to set them up right now, and we're still you know three months away. Um, so he's changed in that regard as far as, you know, he's, he's making sure that that invitation is out early to to, to get their place at the dance. But uh, I know mean, it, it really bit him in the 2021 or the 20, summer of 2021 for the 2022 class. They were uh, a little bit uh, laid back on some kids, uh, mm-hmm. lost the guy to AM that they probably would have had if they, if they would have pushed harder. I think it changed them a little bit, but overall they still don't want to pressure. And part of it is they don't know who they really want. They still yeah. don't know who they truly want. So that, that plays into the fact that they don't, they don't pressure and they, they tell kids to take their time because right now their, their, their big board is going to rearrange. They just got off the road in January. They spent much of February rearranging the big board to prioritize who they really wanted. They'll, they're going to do the same thing again in May. And then in June, they really, that's when things change. They know who they want by June uh, official visits. They start pushing like Justin said, and then
0: July, it's all about closing time. Is that is that a common, is that a common time frame or, or, calendar for them or was that adjusted at, did they have to adjust that at all because of the playoffs this year
2: no that's that's typical for how they how they've been doing it you know they were ex- extremely patient in 2023 they were confident they would get arch, uh and then that would kind of take care of uh of, of the momentum uh, creating momentum but a lot of programs especially but every every program has different circumstances texas can't offer and push for every kid in texas because a lot of kids in texas want to go to ut yeah uh, so they're going to jump on that offer so texas has to be a little bit more hesitant with in-state kids uh, otherwise they're just going to end up offering a kid that they have to slow down. Uh, other schools like OU are way more aggressive. Um and is being aggressive. They've got a new staff. So you expect that they've, and their roster isn't the same as Texas's it's not as deep. Um, so Texas is in a, in a position to be a
0: little bit more selective. It's going to cost them on a, on a recruiter too, but overall it's going to pay off. One of the, one of the rooms that seems to be getting deeper. And I know that you wrote about this on the site is the, the tight end room. We're, we're thinking already we're going to bring in more than one in the next class. Can you expand on that a little bit? Is that is that a strategy for just depth, or are those players bringing different qualities to it? Uh, both. I mean, they're losing. They're going
2: to lose some guys. You know, they are uh, going to lose Gunnar Helm and, and Juan Davis. Uh, Nye Black. There's a there's a chance Ny Black c- catches a couple fifty yard touchdowns and then off to the NFL. Um, so they it they need to they need to uh, go with a big class, but also it's a perfect time to do it. You know, you want to you want to uh, you want to do it when the staff when the, the state is abundant with talent. That's when you want to load up. You don't just load up to load up. Uh, and so right now there's a number of tight ends after. They've got one committed in Emory Winston. They're after two extremely good ones, uh, better than most tight ends you'll find. It, it might take you five years to find tight ends like these guys. In Nick Townsend from Spring to Canyon, and Keanu Armstrong from Jasper. So now's the time to do it. Uh and Banks hasn't had his, his load up class. Every coach has had a load up class except for Banks in his time at Texas. This is, I think it's his term this year.
0: This is a question for for our friend Justin here. And this this is to do with Barnes or Pettigeon. Which one has more upside coming out of high school? No, they're saying more than Anthony Hill. More than Anthony Hill. Oh
2: gosh. And he, and I know that answer. But Riley Riley's close.
1: Yeah. um, Does Barnes or Penny John have more upside than Anthony Hill? I'm going to say no. But like Eric said, look, um, I actually uh, inside Texas caught up with both those guys on Saturday. You know what they were doing? They were both running in the four by one relay and they're both big linebackers. Now, that's just gorgeous. Like, I I love everything about that. Riley is a legit six three. He's like a taller version of Ty Anthony Smith to me. He, he really plays that rangy spot. He's got great instincts. And then you got Elijah Barnes, who, you know, his dad told us he's at 225, 230 right now, running the anchor leg on the four-by-one. And, and, you know, he does it to compete. He knows he's not going to beat Caden Durham from Duncanville. He says, but I'm going to be right behind him. And so th- these are really competitive guys. Look, Anthony Hill was almost like a unicorn. That kid was yeah. born a linebacker. Like, literally, he came out. The dad played linebacker at Emporia State and he said, "You shall also be a linebacker." And so he trained him to be a linebacker his whole life. And so the kid's a freaking unicorn. And he's got that that mentality, he's got that, kind of mentality, he's
2: got that man, mentality and linebacker disposition. They yeah. they don't make him like Hill. It's you're not you're not doing anybody justice comparing him to Hill. The next Anthony
1: Hill is going to be from the class of 30, uh, 2030. And that's Landon Hill his little brother if landon is not a wide receiver or a tight end there's there's your next comparative to the anthony hill linebacker
0: well with with the hill family and their production of football players do you i'd be curious to see how was anthony trained as a toddler to be a linebacker what what kind of drills was he doing was he fed differently was his playpen just full of tackling dummies can you expand on that a little bit justin
1: I can give away a little bit of it, you know. I can I can tell you a little bit. Um, Matt drills were were a common thing in that house. That
0: makes more Probably sense. Probably
1: since yeah. I think that's how he learned to crawl.
0: Fair enough. Uh, but
1: doing the bear crawl out on the football field—that's how he learned. Uh, you know, they had the, they had Oklahoma drill with, with, oh. with other with other kids in the daycare. It didn't end well. Yeah. Um, you know, it was it was a constant, just you know, fueling a young competitive athlete. And if you ask Anthony, he thought he was going to be a running back. Cause he played a lot of running back in middle school and, and in high school. And you remember he went to, he, you know, he went to the same, he grew up around guys like Ryan Watts and Terrence Brooks and those guys, you know, he was from Euless Trinity originally. And so, yeah, Anthony Hills just, he's a unicorn. That guy's been bred to play linebacker his whole life and Texas fans enjoy the hell out of him for the next two years. Cause that Joker is gone after a junior.
0: What are we hearing about is Winston, is he a take regardless or or due to him being in a battleground state of Georgia? Well, I think he's a
2: take. He just uh, set up his official visit today. I, I don't know why it wouldn't be a take. They took him early knowing it was going to be a big class. And, you know, the beauty about him is, is he doesn't take looks away from anybody. He's a he's a whole different type of tight end. He's more of an H-back, fullback. You can do a little bit of anything with him. He's a guy that um, his value is going to be unnoticed by a lot of uh, fans, but he, he's going to allow the sark to do a lot of different things schematically very similar to ben sinnet uh, number 34 for kansas state who is or a lot of those guys that OU had in the past that somehow just always roll out and they're open in the flat uh, but are lead blockers at times yeah he's got really good hands he's, he's got really good hands he's a
1: great basketball he, player he's an
2: interesting interesting player i love that kid it's not the sexiest take of all time and you know he's not all that tall whatever he doesn't look like the all the beasts you're seeing in the nfl ripping down the seams um, but he's he's a really good versatile player, and I like his I like his hands. Uh, he's gonna he's an interesting one. I'm, I'm glad he's in the class. And uh, again, you know, you still got Nick Townsend would fit perfectly. Keanu Armstrong would fit perfectly. You got to worry about a and M there. Uh, but Emory's Emery's a really good take for the versatility he brings.
1: Eric, would you agree that that Winston? This isn't even a question if he's in the class of 2024. No yeah, I don't,
2: know. I don't. I the, the, yeah, they just got to hold on to them. That's that's the whole thing. Exactly.
1: Like it's just because the state crop of tight ends in twenty twenty five got better. You know, there, there's a couple guys they were still on that that committed to other schools. Jack Van Dorsley, that kid is incredible. I I thought he would be a great take. He went ahead and jumped in the boat at Tennessee. Yeah, the kid Armstrong, at, Nick the Townsend. If Winston was twenty twenty four, nobody's asking about if he's a take. Yeah, the kid
2: at Terrell's good too. Um, DeAndre really, Johnson, some guys out of state that they like. Uh, but yeah. Emery's fun because he's going to he's going to give Sark a whole different weapon to scheme and and create misdirection and and get uh, numbers advantages at the point of attack. There's just so many different things you can do with Emery. Um, He has a lot more value to um, to Sark than he probably does
0: to the the people that are stargazing. When you are and, and you'll forgive the phrasing of this question, but we hear this a lot with a take. What is a. What is a tight end take for Sark? What what are the qualities that he's looking for there?
2: Well, he's looking for all different types because he runs. He, he prefers to run twelve personnel. So you know, if you look at the guys he's taken in the past or brought in, Jalil Billingsley, who was it was just basically a, a plus size wide receiver that you know he didn't do anything at Texas, but we saw his athleticism at Alabama and, and his usage at Alabama. But he also wants the inline blocker uh, that's going to do a lot of dirty work but still get out in the open, which is Gunnar Helm this year and, and Amari Niblack. So he likes to pair two different two entirely different sorts of, of tight ends. And that's what I'm saying. Even Emory Winston is different from those guys because he'll be a short motion H-back, uh, fullback. Uh, Jatavian did some of that this year, but I don't think he's got that same skill set as Emory. Uh, but Jatavian, Jatavian's a good example of a guy that you can flex out uh, and play him as a wide receiver or or bring back in. He's, he's a little bit more versatile than Amari, where Amari's a little undersized. And then Gunner's bigger, but not quite as versatile as a receiver. Uh, so he's a bit of a unicorn that way. But, yeah, he wants disparate uh, skill sets because he's going to
0: deploy them entirely differently. And I know we've talked about this, but we're going to talk again about the secondary, specifically the projected starters of the secondary. What what are we thinking there? Now, Victor seems to think he's he's got T. Brooks and Muhammad on the outside, Baron Nick and Nick Gullet, it. Williams and Makuba. What are your thoughts there, Justin?
1: Nick Victor nailed it. Like, okay. that would be my starting five right there. That would be it. Victor Santiago, new new stringer. Uh, intern for InsideTexas.com. Uh, yeah, T. Brooks and Muhammad on the outsides. Barron at the at the star, and then Derek Williams and Mokuba at safety. Um, Michael Taft. They're gonna have to fight him off. Listen, Michael Taft. He he, he he's a battler. Uh, that guy knows more about that defense than a lot of guys. So that there there's a we two years ago there was a worry about the lack of athleticism in the safety position. That has changed remarkably in about 24 months. And so I, I think Victor nailed it. Uh, there's obviously going to be some fluctuation from rotations and things of that sort, but those are the five that I think are your starters week one.
2: Any additions or subtractions there, Eric? No, it's, it's almost certainly going to be that grouping. Uh, Right. Wouldn't surprise me at all. A lot could happen, but yeah, I just, you know, I don't know. Um, I don't think so. I I think Taff is going to play a lot. He's probably going to play starter snaps, but I think it's, you know, Derek Williams and Makuba to to lose when it's all said and done. Makuba's got to earn it.
1: Taff is going to be the uh, big brother for Jelani McDonald, who's going to be the next superstar safety at Texas. So I think Taff's job now is, hey, get Jelani ready, and they'll be running with the two. You mean, you
2: mean the next, next superstar safety. They don't have a superstar yet. So you, it's got to be after after Derek.
1: Okay, we can go after Derek. Well,
2: Derek's not a superstar yet. I mean, he's got – they didn't even play him in the back half of, of important games because he was – they were a little bit worried about – and it should be—he was way more advanced than I expected to even be out there as much as he was without being an early enrollee. But hey, he still has some work left to do too. He's not a finished product, but his upside is through the
0: roof—that's for sure.
1: Don't forget, he didn't even play the first half of the college football playoff, Eric. So you're right.
0: Yeah. What is our? And because we're just betting people. What's the over/under on T Sweat's forty time? We're gonna give. And the the over the establishing line here is four point eight five. Over. 5.23. five point five point two three. Over. Five point two
2: three, yeah, he's gonna be five point
1: zero one.
2: He's gonna if he runs a five point zero one at three hundred forty five pounds. Oh man, that'd be crazy. If
1: he's three hundred forty five pounds, man, I'm telling you, he ain't gonna be that small. I uh, you don't I, think you know, dropped 20 pounds? Oh. I think he could get to three forty five. I just think it'd take an act of God.
2: Nah, I don't know. I, if, the bigger you are, the easier it is to lose weight. I mean, if you want to, you're also you're right. big for a reason, so it's a bit, bit, of, bit of a conundrum, but. Um, yeah, I mean, if he puts his mind to it, he weights going to peel off of that guy without a problem. It's not, it it would be like us losing five pounds if we wanted to.
1: Yeah.
0: Who is the Brock Cunningham on the football team? I'll take this one. Okay, great. This is
1: the first, this is the the, last night was the first time I had ever seen a basketball player called for targeting in college sports. (laughs) And it was phenomenal. It was awesome. You know, Texas went into Lubbock and basically spanked the crap out of them in the last game that those two are going to play for a very long time. Who is the Brock Cunningham of the football team? I don't know. The dude's been playing ball at Texas, it feels like, six or seven years. Maybe he's got a little bit of eligibility left. Maybe he can be a a special teamer, a gunner, so to speak. But, yeah, the Brock Cunningham on the football team was probably Jet Bush.
2: You took a question for an answer you didn't have.
1: <laughs> I'll take this one,
2: or will I?
1: <laughs> oh no, no, no! I, I was saying, I say it's either probably Jet Bush or Cole Hudson. Give me that guy.
2: It's it's a, it's got to be a high energy guy that comes in. It could be Savion Red. Cunningham's
0: got a little little crazy to him. I think out there.
1: So up to Savion.
0: All right, guys we're nearing the mark and I need to make sure that we get all of your questions in. So please hit us up with those questions or else I'm going to have to release Eric so he can get back on the phone with his cable company. Anybody have anything? Is there anything that you guys want to close with? Talk to these fine folks about.
2: No, I see Brett Nelson left. He's probably getting is an earful right now. Uh, oh, worried yeah. about him. <laughs> hope he's all right. Need to do a welfare check on him on the site.
1: Will the Astros make the playoffs this season? That is a good question. Okay.
2: we really get asked
1: that? Uh, yeah, we did. Yes. I can tell you that, yes, the Astros will make the playoffs. They are built to last. They will make the playoffs for the foreseeable future.
2: They'll probably grind their way to it like they did last year. Yeah. We'll see. Absolutely. Trey Moore, yeah, Trey, well, I mean, UT boy, you're the one that told me earlier he was a dog. But, yeah, he appears to be the real deal right now. Um, Justin and I have both heard updates on him. Very quick. Very, very quick, which is going to help him uh, overcome some of the the length limitations that he's going to have playing the, the the step up in competition. So that quickness is going to aid him quite a bit. Hard worker, focused, business like, He's impressing people. Uh, I think he's going to be very good this year. Maybe not 15 sacks or 14 and a half, whatever he had last year, but I could see him having eight, nine sacks, no
1: doubt. He might have the best first step in that in that room. That yeah, that's that's first that's 10 to 20 seconds. He is elite in that in that range.
0: Our next commit, offensive side or defense side of the ball. Uh, I would go defense. Offense. Okay,
2: Uh-oh. good. Uh oh, battle royal. Offense. Thank God. Well, well, who's your good. who's
1: your guy? Um uh, he runs Again,
2: really well with the ball. Without, answering questions without answer. I would go Floyd Gidry. That's why I said I don't want me. to
1: give it away. I think the next guy could, if it's an offensive guy, give me Ricky Stewart Jr. Chapter. Right.
0: That's 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 fair. Which freshman running back will make the biggest splash in the spring? Clark or Gibson? Gibson. Gibson. Clark, okay. Clark's just, you know, not nearly as refined Gibson's as Gibson. Built. Gibson yeah.
1: looked like he put on 20 pounds his senior year. That dude looks like he is a load. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't salad. need to weigh
2: any more. There's diminishing returns on, on muscle mass at running back. He doesn't, unless he's just trying to be Rock Cartwright again.
1: That's a name. That's a throwback. He was good, yeah. though. He was pretty good. Yeah. Hell Yeah.
0: All right, guys, closing them up here. We're going to start with uh, Eric. You get to start. You have the last word, and then we'll go to Justin.
2: The last word is um, yeah. Go over to Inside Texas. We're going to be covering the combine. Um, going to really, it's it's a good way to enjoy these guys one last time as Longhorns before they they, they really go off their separate ways and and play professionally and in, in towns we don't care about, teams we don't like. Uh, so this is a good chance to celebrate. Their their longhorn glory and their their last year, these guys played a major role in bringing UT back. Go celebrate them and support them. Justin, the
1: floor is yours. Brett Nelson.